Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features. Get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book Longitude, the true story of a lone genius who solved the greatest scientific problem of his time. In this era, practically no matter where you are and where you are going, as long as you click on the map on your phone, you can see at a glance how far you are from your destination, where you will pass, and what kind of transportation you can take. It is unlikely that you will get lost. All that thanks to satellite navigation. However, how did people navigate before satellites were invented? It would be easier on land as there were buildings for reference, but how did people position and navigate when the only available references were the sun, the moon, and stars? If positioning and navigation were inaccurate, what troubles would it bring to sailing? Who was the person who solved this problem? You can find answers to all those questions in Longitude the book we will unlock in detail today. Longitude tells of a legendary history of the exploration of the Earth's longitude. This popular science book not only integrates the history of astronomy, navigation, and watchmaking, but also tells a fascinating tale. The book made the New York Times bestseller list as soon as it was first published in 1995. Owing to its dramatic plots, Longitude has been adapted into documentaries, TV series, and a movie. Longitude has been translated into 30 languages and is hailed by readers as a gem of literature that is not just a novel, but more than a novel. Longitude is the first renowned work by the acclaimed American science writer Deva Sobel. Besides Longitude, Sobel has also published best-selling popular science works such as Galileo's Daughter and the Planets, which have won her awards one after another. Before Longitude was published, it was rejected by more than 10 publishing houses, but Sobel didn't give up and insisted on telling this story to the world. Next, we will unlock this book in three parts. First, the unknown longitude of vast seas. Second, the confluence of absurdity and wisdom. Third, the birth and widespread adoption of the chronometer. When sailors need to determine their position and navigate the sea, they refer to the latitude and longitude of the ship. Latitude is easy to measure as its zero-degree position which is the equator is defined by natural laws. Experienced sailors are able to accurately determine their latitude based on the length of day, the height from the horizon of the sun or common stars, such as Polaris. The zero degree of longitude, which is the prime meridian of London is artificially defined and there is no natural law to follow. In fact, longitude is determined by relative time. The Earth rotates once in 24 hours, exactly 360 degrees, so it makes 1 24th the rotation per hour, or 15 degrees. Every one-hour difference in time is every 15-degree difference in longitude. Today, just randomly find two watches or a watch featuring several time zones, and we can easily tell the difference in longitude. However, back in the 15th and even 18th centuries, that was not possible even with the pendulum clock. Turbulence on the ship, temperature, air pressure and changes in the Earth's gravity affect the accuracy of the watch. The slightest difference in measuring time would inevitably lead to a thousand miles of deviation. Therefore, despite having the best charts and compasses, 
failure to determine longitude made sailing a huge adventure and gamble. No matter how much experience they had, captains often got lost at sea, causing innumerable shipwrecks. For instance, on October 22, 1707, an English fleet led by Admiral Sir Cloudesley Shovel defeated a French fleet but encountered heavy fog for 12 days on their way back, which led them to incorrectly determine their longitude. The fleet initially planned on heading to the Brittany Peninsula, but ended up in the Sicily Isles. The fleet then strayed into waters with dense reef, and eventually the whole army perished. Nearly 2,000 soldiers were buried at the bottom of the sea. In addition to the shipwreck, sailors often died of the terrible disease scurvy, which is the result of a severe lack of vitamin C. At that time, food storage options on ships were limited, so fresh fruits and vegetables could not be kept for a long time. Sailors thus had a higher chance of getting scurvy if the voyage was prolonged due to the failure of determining longitude. How terrible is scurvy? Scurvy patients suffer from damaged connective tissues, which leads to weakened blood vessels and abnormal bleeding. They look bruised even if they have not gotten injured. Once they actually get injured, the wounds won't heal. In 1741, HMS Centurion lost direction on the sea. Circling around, it could not find an island with fresh water. By the time it arrived at the destination, more than half of the 500 sailors had lost their lives to scurvy. In addition to human casualties, huge economic loss was another consequence of the failure to determine longitude. As ships could only rely on latitude to navigate, wherever they were heading, there were very limited known channels that ships could pass without getting lost. As a result, pirate ships, merchant ships and warships were all concentrated on these known channels, fighting ceaselessly. Under such circumstances, Countries were eager to discover new secret paths, and that required an effective way to determine longitude. Over the vast sea, people first put their hopes on the sky, trying to decipher longitude by observing the sun, the moon, and stars, as celestial phenomena were the only references on the sea. In 1514, German astronomer Johannes Werner stumbled upon a positioning method based on lunar motion, called the lunar distance method. Although it is practical in theory, people at that time didn't have a clear idea about the moon's movement patterns, didn't fully grasp the trajectories of stars, didn't have an accurate observation instrument, and didn't understand natural laws followed by the moon's movement. So, unfortunately, Werner's idea was unrealistic and impossible to carry out. Nearly 100 years later, Galileo Galilei discovered Jupiter. He carefully observed the moons of Jupiter, calculated their movement periods and sketched astronomical ephemeris. He also created a navigation helmet, the Celatone. It resembles a gas mask made of copper and can be used to observe Jupiter's moons to determine longitude. This method was generally accepted upon its introduction. However, unfortunately it was limited to being used on land and still did not work on turbulent seas. Later, Cassini, an Italian astronomy professor produced a more elaborate astronomical ephemeris, and people successively developed new decent observation instruments. Nevertheless, there was always a lack of satisfactory star maps, and the moon's travel route had yet to be found, so people were still unable to accurately determine longitude. However, was there any simpler method than observing celestial phenomena? 
Some people turned to clocks. As long as there was a clock that could accurately display the time of the departure port, longitude could be calculated based on the time difference by comparing the time on the sea indicated by another clock. In 1660, Galileo's academic heir Christian Huygens made two chronometers. This was exciting news, but people soon found that the clocks couldn't withstand turbulence on ships. They could accurately determine the longitude of the ship at the beginning, but would soon fail once they sailed further. It seemed that the clocks could only work properly in nice weather. To solve this problem, Huygens invented the spiral balance spring, but another accomplished scientist Robert Hooke thought Huygens had stolen his research. As a result, these two scientists battled endlessly. Eventually, neither made a practical chronometer. As a major maritime country, the United Kingdom's top priority was to solve the longitude problem. The UK issued the Longitude Act in 1714, establishing a huge reward comparable to the king's ransom to encourage people to solve the longitude problem. There was also a panel for the Longitude Act, which was later called the Board of Longitude. Distribution of the Longitude Act prize was left to the panel's discretion. Such a big prize greatly stimulated people's enthusiasm and innovation. All sorts of approaches were proposed. For a very long time, the Board of Longitude was surrounded by crowds. At that time, the most reliable approach was raised by Jeremy Thacker. He designed a new timepiece sealed in a vacuum container and coined the term chronometer, which later came into general usage as the preferred name for a marine timekeeper. However, this chronometer was not accurate enough as it was not adjustable to changes in temperature, so that it was producing an error as high as 6 seconds per day. The Longitude Act had specified that the daily error could not be more than 3 seconds for people to get the £20,000 reward. As a result, Thacker didn't win the Longitude Prize. That concludes the first part of this bookie. Let's recap. In the past, due to the complexity of determining longitude, Ships easily got lost on vast seas, which caused human casualties due to shipwrecks and prolonged voyages which put sailors at risk of dying from scurvy. Pirate ships, merchant ships, and warships fought ceaselessly on the limited known channels that were supposed to carry them safely to their destinations. Thus, there was an urgent need for a reliable method to determine longitude. A number of scientists including Galileo and Huygens made various efforts to solve this problem, but their solutions were still insufficient. The UK government also issued the Longitude Act and established the Board of Longitude, offering big reward to people who could find a solution, but these efforts were in vain. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now. Dir hat dieser Podcast gefallen? Dann klicke jetzt auf Abonnieren und empfehle ihn weiter. Bleib immer auf dem Laufenden und folge uns bei Twitter, Instagram und Facebook. Mehr Podcasts findest du auf meinpodcast.de.